Logan Sargent is a lock for uh, Formula One, uh, according to Deshaun Boards. <laughs> Welcome to F24U, the show about second tier sports car drivers. No, race car drivers. That's the one hosted by second tier sports analysts. It's been a while, so forgive me if I'm a little bit rusty, but I am your host, Jashan, and I am joined by an already exasperated co-host in Matthew. I am so glad that in the off-season, um, you know, you know how like guy guys come into a sport and like sometimes the rookie year, sometimes the sophomore year doesn't even go that great. But like year year two, year two, year three, you, you finally see that progression. You're like, here we go. This is the guy he uh, thought we'd be. I'm so glad you're just not that guy and you just continue to be like a fourth tier podcast host who can't even say the word race car. Um, it just it makes me feel very special inside. It makes you feel special. That you're, that it you're, does make me, makes me feel special. It, it makes you feel special that I fucked up the intro. That's what makes you feel special. Yes. All right. Well, I'll just let that breathe, I have, and I have spoken. I'll let our beautiful fan base uh, decide whether or not that's healthy for you. Speaking of which, you can check us out on online hub media on Instagram. <laughs> our sister podcast, The Four Man Wall, will be recorded later tonight. If you have an interest in soccer. Football of an Australian sort, it's good fun, but today we're not here to talk about soccer, we are here to talk about Formula 2 the- and Formula 3. I'm not done yet, Matt. The season starts in a few weeks' time, so it is time for our annual season preview, going through some drivers, some predictions, some teams, who's going to be good, who's going to be trash, Amori Cordial will be trash, but first things first, uh, before we get to F2 for you, a bit of F3 for me. Matt, talk about the sport you really want to talk about. Though I definitely want to talk about F2 more, but those were big words about Amari Cordial from a man who can't even pronounce the word race car. I didn't I can pronounce it fine, I just didn't say it. it well you can't. When you when your brain tries to say race car, your mouth says sports car. You don't you don't know what the word pronounce means at all. I would know, but that's the way I just think that you pronounce race car when you're not thinking about it is your brain just goes, yep, race, car, car, race, car, race, race car, race car, race car, oh, race no. car, race 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 car, go at it and try and prove their metal to the higher-ups further down the line. Now, I'm not an expert on such things. Matthew, however, is. So I want you to run down a few of these lineups for us. Who's exciting, who's not, etc. Formula 3 lineups are locked into place, Jashan. And they are interesting, mm. I would say. So a quick run through at Prema. We have got one man rolling it back. That is, of course, Dino Beganovic. Gabrielli Mini has moved across from, I think it was MP, maybe? Mate, you're the expert. I genuinely someone? do not know. I have no idea. He was someone, someone. It's hard to tell because he, because everyone has dumb bloody academy colours now. So who knows who they draw for. But I think it might have been MP. Uh, regardless, unless it, no, it was a try. It doesn't matter. Mini has moved across to Prema, and they are also joined by uh, the rookie Arvid Lindblad. Yeah. 
Uh, Trident has kept Fauna Rolly, and he has been joined by Sammy Maguntanif <laughs> and uh, Santiago Ramos. Yes. Uh, MP's got an all-rookie lineup, and it's an interesting all-rookie lineup, which we'll get to in a second. They have got Tim Tramnitz, Kim, uh, sorry, Kasper Stuka, and Alexander Dune, <laughs> probably known as Alexander Dunn, but as we know, correctly pronounced Alexander it's Dune. Dune, yes. Uh, hashtag yes boy. Campos <laughs> uh, has got possibly my favourite lineup I'm seeing on the grid. The now Red Bull Academy man, Ollie Gerther. The no longer Red Bull Academy man, Sebastian Montoya. And the also there, Mari Boyer. <laughs> he is also there, yeah. Uh, Hitech, Hitech's got a quite interesting one. The freshly Macau Grand Prix winning uh, Luke Browning, promising young rookie Martinius Stenshorn and Kian Shields. Then over at Yenza, it's Charlie Wirtz, Maxwell Esterson, and Matthias Zagazetta, which is a great name. Yes. Uh, Van Amersfoort's got Nolion, Sophia Flush, and the Aussie Tommy Smith. ART, who really suck when it comes to Formula <laughs> Three. Oh, last year was me. I forgot. Had to realize just how miserable it was that they literally finished like third last in the championship. Yeah. Solov yeah, was like twenty was second in the standings and their best driver, and he was because he just wasn't good. Oh, um, Mini was with high tech last good. season. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that that, that works. Uh, but they've got the another Australian, Christian Mansell, which will be intriguing because I'd argue technically he's a better team than he was last year, but also technically a worse team. Uh, he is joined by Lawrence Van Hoopen and the returning Nicola Solov, who will be looking to have a much better sophomore campaign. Yeah. Over at FUM, who have sadly gone away from the pretty white car last year to that same ugly brown thing they've got in <laughs> Formula 2, but... It's got cool green highlights on it, so it's better than Formula 2. As we know, there's nothing quite works more than poo brown and neon green. Genius. I think it works brilliantly. Uh, they have got Tassinapol. What do you reckon? <laughs> in through poo. Have, have a chef? Have a sack? Yep, perfect. Done. Nailed it. Uh, Nikita Bedrin, who has weirdly moved down in terms of quality of team, which is a shame because I really think he should have moved up in the world. And Joshua Dufek. And finally, Roden Motorsport, formerly known as Callum, who have got Callum Vossen, uh, Peter Wisnicki, and Joseph Loke. Yes. Uh, that is our 30 Formula 3 drivers. Yeah, lots of names. Lots of exciting names. Lots of hard-to-pronounce names as well. That, um, that fellow on PHM, I think he's Thai. That's that's intense. It is. That was a lot. I'm keen to see how Alex Jacques handles that. Um, surely a nickname situation. But uh, first things first, like who of those names kind of leaps out to you as a, as an instant favorite, instant contender, instant like this guy's going to be in the mix. Well, see, I was actually going to throw it to you. I was curious to see what names you have turned up, having a little bit of a look through as the less familiar of the two of us who's not watched many of these guys race, I was quite curious, just just by the art of the paper, ah. who who you sort of think is probably going to be in the mix this year. Uh, all three Pema boys, straight away, can compete. Yep, complete agree. And Dino has the uh, legacy from karting, and, and his youth kind of date. He struggled last season, but you know, 
if he can pull it together. Mini's the same. Yeah, Mini's, Mini's good. He was seventh last season, Mini. He had his moments. Yeah. And Lindblad is like the prodigy, right? He's the guy coming in that... In theory, in theory, he is a massive... Pro- I mean, anyone who gets put in Premier as their rookie mm-hmm. um, is, in theory, prodigious. There is two two teams that I've got their full lineup written down as guys I could see being in the mix. Premier is one of them. Interesting, because I, I didn't really think of any other team as that complete. But I do think Montoya and Goethe, if they put it together, can both have a bit of a go. I'm yeah, Gertha. I'm really interested. I obviously was pretty high on him last season, and it just didn't come together for him in a Trident team that did contain the series champion in Gabriel Bordaletto. But that Campos team, it was nice last year. We obviously saw Pepe Marti was right in the title fight the whole way through. Christian Mantle had a nice little season, finishing I think twelfth in the standings. So that car can produce down at the F three level. Yes. And I think, I'd like to think in second year back, obviously there is key guys like Boganovich and Mini who are also second year back, but I'd like to think that second year back. Um, and he's also now freshly in the Red Bull Academy for whatever that's worth. I'd like to think there could be something there for Goethe. And I agree. I thought Montoya's release from the Red Bull Academy, I know he had been in there for a while. It wasn't quite the Zane Maloney sign for one year then like Go thing. But I thought he's released from the Red Bull Academy. A bit odd, I think. You'd want to see it in the second season and down at this level before you really commit to moving somewhere else. But no, I agree with both of them. Yeah, the, the Red Bull Academy really is just a revolving door of names at this point in time. It's hard to keep up. Mm. Uh, and the other one, or well, probably the main like standout contender leading into the season, I'd say would be Luke Browning. Uh, yes. He's got hype. Talk of the town. Yes, indeed. Off at Macau, a um, lot of pace last year, a lot of inconsistency, but that Macau win is obviously pretty much the most signature win you can have at the F3, F4 level. Um, so it is a big deal. Uh, Richard Vashore, former Macau Grand Prix winner. Yes, the GOAT. So, yes, interesting to see what that means. So he's got him in it as well. I also think Fauna Rolly, just by process of experience and being in a good car, should you know hopefully be in the mix he obviously wasn't particularly anything special last year he finished i mean 11th in the standings really isn't that bad 11th returning for his second season he's had some decent results throughout his career he's been top five top 10 in some solid championships so i think he could be in mix the other lineup i have written down is the mp lineup the mp lineup um, tramnitz stuka and dune dune all of well two of them are red bull juniors and all of them have some pedigree behind them. Tramnitz was third in Frecker last year. Yeah. Wasn't too great in his other championships, but Frecker's the best championship he was in. He was third. Stuka was both Italian F4 and Formula Winter Series champion. And... Sounds good. Alexander Dune was um, second in GB3. Championship, which is, I believe, the Great British F3 is yeah, in my head, yeah, 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 that's what that is. Yeah. And before that, in 2022, he was um, British F4 champion and second in Italian F4, fifth in um, F4 UAE. So he's got yeah decent pedigree. Yeah, no, I him. like the MP lineup. Uh, Stuka and Dunn uh, slash Dune absolutely have the hype behind them and, and allegedly are quite talented. Tramnitz is the one where I... Like he's got that one see, good so result, see, I just, but I haven't seen anyone talk about him at all. I uh, see. I I actually I saw I found his name on um, 
Reddit with a few people, someone saying they thought, you know, he'd be quite high up the grid. Yeah. Um, I think he's got enough behind him. Not, like, amazing, amazing. Just all three, I think, like, I don't see any of them be... I, I mean, I'd be really surprised if we get a rookie winner. Maybe Lindbergh, but just, like, between Boganovich, Mini, Gertha, Browning, even Montoya, Solovic, he gets that shit together, because ART can be reasonably competitive. They can be competitive in this level. We fucking yeah, saw yeah, yeah, Martins win the championship. But Solov can't. Um, Solov is trash. He wasn't. He was super hyped coming in. We've seen. You got to remember, and obviously, it's different. He's not changed car, but like, um, Jack was nothing in his first year in F three, and year two he finished second in the championship. Yeah, yeah, totally fair. Uh, admittedly, he was in uh, HWA Race Lab in year one, and then was in Trident year two. But that's beside the point. Yes. Um. But so I, yeah, I think there's probably just too much good returning talent for a rookie winner. But I can see Tramnitz, Stuker, and Dune all being in uh, contention for like rookie of the year honors. The other couple of names I just think could see being in the mix are um, Stenshawn, yes, Brandon's team at High Tech. There's some decent uh, hype. Huge about hype for Stenshawn. Stenshawn's the goat, bro. Although I've also seen some people like he didn't have a very good Macau Grand Prix, um, and so I've seen a few people really holding him against that. But like it's one fucking race. Uh, I think Mansell. I don't think Mansell will win the championship, but now over at ART, I am curious to see what he can do. Also, just back for his second year, hopefully a bit better. I like the flashes I saw from him last year. I wish he didn't move. Well, in theory, he has moved up. ART is in theory better than Campos, but I wish his move had been into like a Trident or something. That would have been really exciting. But yeah, that's sort of the the people I can see being in contention but what about our actual predictions mm. so we we're going to do a top five drivers in the championship prediction as well as a top three constructors yes. uh prediction which is a word i spelt wrong on my notes so i'm gonna i'm gonna start us off with my drivers i'm gonna go from fifth up to first um i'm going i'm going in heavy with a bang i've got arvid lindblad coming in fifth there uh the kid with right. the prodigious talent so he's essentially like a guy who's had almost the same level of hype as like a like an antonelli or is he a free agent he's red bull is yeah. he that makes sense to me i thought so but he just doesn't look like he's wearing red bull overalls in his picture i'm almost because it's so bull. zoomed in on his face yeah. oh you're probably right yeah i'll go have a look while you're talking oh maybe he's not anymore he was the last three years he might, he may, may yeah, have dropped. That would be hilarious. They've, they've cut so many people. Yeah. Fascinating. He, he was in a... Because he's also a previous Macau uh, uh, race winner. winner. But um, he was in a pretty horrific karting accident, allegedly, a year and a half ago that kind of really stunted his growth as a driver. But, you know, after a year and a half, in theory, he's had time to rehab and get back to his best. So... Kind of keen to see how he goes and how he kind of, uh, you know, whether he sinks or swims at this level. So I've got him at fifth. He is still Red Bull. Okay, cool. He is he is still Red Bull. Uh, in fourth, another rookie. I've got Martinius Stenshawn. Ooh, okay. Interesting. I'm high on this kid. On the youth movement. Yeah. The youth movement, as if they're not all they're kids. They're all... They're, Stenshawn was born in 2006. It's, 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 it's insane. Jesus. I saw one that was 05 and I was like, oh, that's rough. 06 is insane. That's a decade after Bro. me. Lindblad is 2007. What? Yeah. 
Oh my god, that is that is cool. Yeah, it's brutal. That's actually over a decade younger than me. Yeah, yeah, the kids, are, these kids are young. But now, Stenshawn, I've got, I've got huge uh, excitement for. Uh, I'm really keen to see how he goes, and and I'm, I'm backing him in to do well. I think he's he's a, he's one to watch out for for the future. And now moving forward, Dino Beganovic in P3. I think he's going to pull it together in season two, but not quite to the uh, championship winning level. Similarly, Gabriel Mini, I think he'll be a little bit more consistent in season Ooh, two. Oh, okay. Well, what are we what are we going for winner? Then? Which one of you left? He's coming second. But the man I'm backing in, the man, like you said, talk of the town, Luke Browning, he's taking it home. Alright. Doing it for high tech. Interesting. Okay. That'll be quite a coup for high tech. Um, getting a championship there. Interesting. Alright, well I have perhaps just backed in guys that I've seen race before. Because obviously F3 is the lowest level I watch. Yes. Uh, I've got an all sophomore um, top five. Uh, the guy in fifth place is the one I feel least confident about, yeah. but I think Montoya will have a bit of a point to prove now that he's out of the Red Bull Academy. And I like what that Campos car can do. Yep, fair enough. So I'm going Montoya fifth, Baganovich fourth. Uh, I think championship championship could be a step too far for Browning but I think a massive improve on his consistency for last season I've gone third I will say third and second are the two people I really want to pick to win the championship but I've gone head over heart because P2 I have Oli Gertha who is definitely my man at this level at the moment um I just don't think there's a universe you can bet against a mini mini for me is the guy who has to be the out-and-out favourite in this category. Wow. Because he stepped up into, one, objectively, the top car on the grid. Yep. And Trident's the only one at this level that you could say is about at the same level as the Prima. They are comfortably the two best programs at this level. Much, much better than high tech. So he steps up into a much better car, and he was clearly the fastest driver raw pace last year. He was faster than Bordelano. Yep. He just... Did some dumb things, had some things that didn't go his way, lacked some consistency, was pretty unlucky. But raw pace, he was pretty darn unrivaled, and now he's in a package that shouldn't let him down reliability-wise and just in a program that is just tailored. Prema just turn churns out top F3 guys. Like, I can't think of a year where there's not been at least... Like, they weren't brilliant with for them last year. I can't even think of the third driver was, but obviously Beganovich didn't have... Oh, Beganovich was solid enough. But, like, Paul Aaron was one and done. They bumped him off up into F2, you know. We're not that far removed from when they had Daruvala, Armstrong, and Schwartzman finish top three in the championship and bump off up to um, F2 the following year. Like, Premier is just a machine when it comes to developing these guys. So I think anyone in that environment instantly a contender. And when they've got as much raw pace as Mini does, I just think he's the he should be the, certainly the short price favorite. Okay. Um, and that's the that's the route I am going. Okay. Gabriel Mini up to the top there. Mm. I don't I don't particularly want it to be Mini. I like I don't dislike him, but I'm very very indifferent towards Mini. But I just he's got think great hair. It's gonna be so hard to beat him. You got fantastic. You see, I, I don't, so that generally leads me towards resenting an individual. Ah, so you don't like him because he has great hair. Yeah, exactly. I see. Which I think is highly justified. Right, absolutely. I, I see no issues with that. All right, run it back. Uh, who do you have for top three constructors? Mon, Mon, 
Um, topic of structures. Um, I think this is pretty cut and dry. I went, all right, what teams have multiple drivers in my top five of the drivers? Premier and Campos. And then I also went, all right, what team am I quite high on? I said I like all three of those MP guys. I can absolutely see a universe where, let's say, doing that, but the five names after my top five are like Limbard, the three MP guys, and say like Stenshon. Yeah. And I think if you got three MP guys in the top ten in the standings, no way they're finishing lower than third. Yeah. Which is where I've got them. Uh, I have Campos in second. I think Gertrude Montoya coming top five. Boyle, Boyle will definitely score some points. He won't score anywhere. I think he'll be an upgrade on what Hubarta brought, but not... And maybe he'll even get close to the level of what Mansell got for them last year. But I see Montoya and Gertha potentially both getting, like, Pepe Marty ballpark points. Yeah. So I think that. And then I think the easy one, it will be Premier's Championship again. Yes. You really struggle to see a way they don't have two in the top five. Heck, you had them with three in the top five, yes. did you not? Yes, I did. Um, and I'd be honest, I think Linvard is probably finishing like sixth or seventh. He's just outside my top five. So I think Prema probably romps to the Constructors title this season. 100%. Yeah, they're going to be clear clear winners. That's uh, not even going to be close. So yeah, I've, I've got Prema first as well. Uh, I'm going to go high tech second because I've got Brown, I've got Browning winning and Sanshawn fourth, so that obviously you know makes sense. So sorry, what was your third? I'm I'm doing it the other the other way, brother, because it, it, oh, so so you, okay, yeah. right, yeah, because Prem is such a cut and dry. Yes, get you. yes, yep. exactly yep. right. And then I was kind of tossing up between uh, who I'd put into P3 there. Uh, between MP and Campos. I'm going with Campos just because they've got the veteran yep. presence. Uh, and MP will come that's forward. Fair. So that, that's my kind yep, of that thing. that makes sense. Uh, all right, and finally, yep. before we move on to the uh, Formula 2, 2 for 2-2-2, two, two, two. Uh, the driver you're most excited by, who's got you riled up, Matt? Oh, I think... Look, can we both agree that the obvious pick here, the kind of such an obvious pick that it's almost not worth doing, is Luke Browning? Yes. Everybody is so interested to see what Luke Browning does this year. Yes. So that that is the guy. I am really curious to see what Browning does. But going beyond that to something a little bit more interesting, um, I'm a little bit curious what Sophia Flash does. Having just moved up, she was at Fulham last year, which were miserable, but she had a couple of pretty solid drives, which I couldn't really say for any of her teammates. The VAR, it's not a brilliant car at this level, but it's all right. I mean, they finished ahead of ART at the standings. Yeah. So it is a car that could get to that. So I'm just curious. I'm just intrigued to see if she can get, you know, semi-consistent point scoring finishes. But my answer is going to be um, Christian Mantle. As mm. I said, I'm not convinced that he's moved up in the world by moving from Campos to ART. But on paper, on like pre on pedigree, he has. ART had a miserable year last year. Solo, their big hyped guy, it just didn't work for him last year. And Saucy and Frederick were what both of them are, just mid. Yeah. Um, and it just generated them, like, nowhere near enough points that they only managed to beat Fum, who were fucking awful, and Roden, who finished behind Fum, which tells you everything that you need to know. Yes. Um, but if ART has a bit of a bounce back, I'm I'm interested to see. I'm just, and I just want to see whether Mantle can look like he's taken a step forward, even if that means him finishing 17th in the standings this year, 
when he finished 12th last year, but because the car is clearly shit, and but he's finishing 15th every race compared to Sullivan Van Hopen struggling to make the 20 or something. I just yeah, I want to see if it looks like he has progressed forward in his talent to see if there's any justification for him to move up to the F2 level. Yeah. I like that. What about yourself? I like that. It's a good shout. A uh, bit of a homer pick, but I respect it. He's also got a good beard, does Christian Mansell. Um, so respect to him for that. He does. Uh, yeah, look, there are a few options for sure. Um, you know, Alex Dunn is a guy I'm really high on. He's... he's Championship pedigree. It's Alex Dune to use for he's got a history of doing well in first seasons in categories. Okay. Right. Uh, he doesn't come from huge money, which I like. He had to really scrap to get here. Oh, so regular Esteban Ocon. Yeah, he's a real Ocon out there, uh, for sure. Alpine should sign him and put him straight in the car next to Ocon next year. Uh, I'm also keen to see what uh, Callum Voison does down there in Roden. He actually beat Dunn for the uh, GB3 championship last season. So he was the champion. Yeah, I did look at that when I was going through. I was like, oh, that's a quality driver to be in a miserable team. Yes, indeed. So... Keen to see that one, but I, I, if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with Sten Sean. I mentioned earlier, I think this kid's a prodigy, and I'm absolutely buying into the hype. Uh, yeah, it's let's go. It's definitely a really interesting rookie class, considering the best rookie in the class isn't even racing F3 because he jumped straight to F2. Yes, correct. But it's still such an intriguing field with, yeah, Lin Blad, the three MP guys, Sten Sean... And Voison, and obviously, like this is um, this is under the you know, I will be keeping close tabs on on Lindblad as well to see how he goes. Oh, definitely, and I think uh, real toss up between Matthias Zagazetta and the... Kasper Stuka for who has the best name. What about game. homie who's driving the Thai guy with the crazy name? Uh, too hard to pronounce, unfortunately. <laughs> it's just there's too much going. I can't, I can't get my head around it. I will try, and hopefully, I will. Mu- hopefully, once I've heard Alex Jacques absolutely nail yep. it, I'll be like, "Oh, that's how you say it." But I just Stuka is fun to say. Stuka. Stuka. Let's. Well, how about we move to F two, shall we? The main event. Stuka, not choose you. Alrighty, Formula Two. For you, our lovely viewers, we appreciate all your efforts. You are the light of our lives for a multitude of reasons. Before we get into predictions and kind of running down uh, each driver lineup, because everyone has now been confirmed, just going to run through a bit of the news, because there has indeed been news. First, let's get right into the news. First things first, uh, three rebrandings. All right, so it's, sorry, four rebrandings. Three? Four, four, four rebranding. Uh, It is now just Roden Motorsport. No more Carlin on the name. It is now just Invicta Racing. No more Virtuosi. It is now Uh, PHM AIX Racing. They've they've swapped Sharoos for AIX. And it is now Dam's Lucas Oil. Indeed, which is my favourite. So that's your... Um, I was going to ask you, what's your favourite rebranding? Love a bit... Love... Oh, dude, I just love a bit of Lucas Oil in the morning. So, like... (laughs) Do you think the dam that dams uh, owns is actually a dam filled with Lucas oil? <laughs> yes. Uh, just a massive dam of Lucas oil. It's actually... The dam, it's actually a subterranean dam. It's actually just buried underneath the foundations of Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. <laughs> there is just a dam of Lucas oil. Um, I did want to say, obviously, dams are still happy to be dams. 
you and I actually oh, there you go. What what one what one feels weirder? Virtuosi now being in Victor Racing mm. or Carlin being Roden? Definitely in Victor. I th- I like the Roden name. It literally got Roden. Yeah, and I guess we got we got a we got a transition because they were Roden Carlin last yes. year. Now they're just Roden. As much as I will miss Carlin. Because I was going to ask, obviously, uh, you that, but like I've obviously been firm, it will continue to be Twitter because X is stupid, uh-huh. and it will continue to be FIFA because who's calling it EAFC? Yes. So I did. I just wanted to ask, which of the four teams are we going to dead name on this podcast? Everyone? Invictor is I a think stupid it's gotta name. Be, it's got to be. It's got to be Virtuoso. Yes. We're just going to keep calling them Virtuoso. Can I, and I'm going to go so old school. I'm going to keep calling them you and I Virtuoso, <laughs> even though they haven't been you and I in like two years now. I like that. I like that. There'll always be a driver lineup of bloody Zhou Guan Yu and Callum Ilot to me. Fuck yeah, as it should be. Hmm. And Fum is just fun to say as well, let's be real. Yeah, Fum, as much, I, I genuinely will miss Giroud's, both because I think they had pretty cars in an ugly kind of way, <laughs> and it was just a cool, good name. But Fum, Fum is just, because PHM being just made to be Fum is so dumb, it's brilliant. Absolutely fucking, yeah, it's Fum. Um, and also, shout out to, they, they went from Carlin, so you got Car in the name, great pun, to Roden. Carter Roden. And now they got Roden in their name. <laughs> Stonks. Yes. Just the most motorsport team on the planet. It's lit. But anyway, more news. Uh, Oli Bevin has been named to be both the Haas reserve driver and the Ferrari reserve driver, so he's going to keep busy. If Charles Leclerc and Kevin Magnussen kill each other in a horrific accident in Spa... Does Behrman drive both cars at the same time in the next round? No, they'd probably ship in Robert Schwartzman or something, but um, I'd like we... That would be a hell of a turn-up for Robert, Robert Schwartzman secretly there, just like, yes, let this master plan come to fruition. Well, I suppose uh, Callum Eilat, I guess, as well, probably still has ties. <laughs> oh, or Giovinazzi. he did. No, nah, mate, it's got to be Arthur Leclerc or um, Marcus Armstrong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, honestly, honestly, you know what the answer would be? It would be, is Bama going to drive both cars? No, because Gio would be driving both yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's Antonio Giovinazzi. Oh, my God, it's Antonio Giovinazzi. Ah, this is crazy. <laughs> Love this. Uh, Taylor Barnard has been confirmed to join the F2 grid. He yes. is joining FUM. I'm incredibly surprised by this but also happy and really intrigued yes but i'm also terrified that he could not quite be ready yet bomb really hard and just get flogged off but i hope he's able to show some something yes agreed i'm very I'm, excited i'm at least happy because i think i saw some talk like i'd seen some talk that he was going to be in the film in f3 when i was digging through stuff obviously i already knew he was in that but i was digging through some stuff seeing some stuff on reddit from like a couple of months ago yeah and people were talking like he was going to be, and I was like, oh, and was like, yeah, surprising that Barnard's moved to like a worse car. And I'm like, okay, and I don't love him being in a FUM, but at least it's a FUM in a higher category. Because if he'd gone from a nice run in the not that great Genza to just the worst car, well, Roden, yeah. in theory, the worst car on the F3 grid, I would have been like, what has this man done to deserve this? But the worst car on the F2 grid is better than an average car on the F3 grid. Absolutely so. agreed. Absolutely agreed. Um, Fred Vesti is going to go driving in European Le Mans. All right. Happy with that? 
Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. all right, content. Pleased, sorted, and it... That'll, that'll keep him nice and fresh for when Lewis Hamilton breaks his leg in Bahrain. Lewis Hamilton, champion of the world. And finally, a couple of Academy uh, announcements. So firstly, Jack Crawford has been signed to Aston Martin, who seemed to finally be giving a shit yeah. about junior development. So I guess him and... Well, have they They signed Jack Crawford? Jack Crawford is fine. But that's the problem, he's just fine. Yeah, well, Felipe Drogovic is still there as well, and he's presumably their main guy, but Jack Crawford is oh, fine. Oh, yeah. Zane Maloney's a free agent. Show some ambition. And yeah, Well, no, he's not, because Zane Maloney's been signed by Sauber. Well, that's awesome, but makes no sense, because they already don't have a seat for their current defending reigning champion. So yes. what are they going to do when Zayn wins the championship this yeah. year? Now they'll just have two consecutive F2 champions and no seat to put them Let's in. Let's be honest. Bottas is close to retirement and Joe isn't quite good enough. So they'll both but be... But Audi, I'm telling you, mate, Audi is going to have so much talent to pick from in a couple of years' time Yes, now. exactly, exactly. But I'm glad he's not a free <coughs> remainder free agent. He's too too good to be a free agent. <coughs> Excuse me. And i got to tell you, he looks damn good in the black and green. He does. I was really hoping you were going to say Williams, though, because no. that would explain why that. Because if he was Williams, I would have been like, dude, he's in that seat next year, guaranteed, because he's going to dust any other Williams driver on the oh, So you think Zane Maloney is much better than Zach O'Sullivan? Yes. I agree. All right. Uh, that is the end. Is that is that a particularly hot take? No, that's, yeah, totally fair. Uh, that is the end of the news. So now we're going to go through uh, each line. Oh, excuse me. Wow, I am <clears throat> struggling with my voice today. Each lineup, I'm gonna name the guys who have fit into the teams, just just to you know make sure we're all on the same page here, develop some context, and then Matt is going to give a spiel on each of the drivers, their various achievements, yeah. and their various talents. Play a little fun game with you, which I think you will. Knowing you, you probably won't enjoy it, but I'll enjoy it. That's the main thing. Well, joy as an act of resistance. We'll see how we go. From the top, ART reigning champions, Victor Martins returns, and he will indeed be getting joined by the aforementioned Zach O'Sullivan Williams Academy product. So one vet, right. one youth man. From here on out, he is now simply, we've introduced the crowd to Zach O'Sullivan. He will now forever be known as Zoss. Okay, Zoss it is. Done. Which is his actual legal name Cash. in the world. Quite possibly the most exciting driver lineup put together by any team in any category of anything ever, Prammer. Oli Behrman, joined by Andrea, Kimi, Antonelli, the prodigy himself. Uh, I guess you could call him AKA if you wanted to. Hmm, I don't mind that. Nice. Thank you. Uh, Roden, Motorsport, quite possibly the, the second most exciting driver lineup. There's a lot of exciting driver lineups this season. It's, it's going to be good in F2. Zane Maloney, Big Brain Zane, will be joined by the reigning Super Formula champion, the man who beat Liam Lawson, Rotomo Miyata, who will be one of the older competitors this season, but it's his first time driving in Europe, so we'll be curious to see how he goes. Moving forward. We sure will. Yes, quite. Moving forward to Lucas Oil Dam's question. What is your favourite kind of oil, Matthew? <sighs> Castrol. It's liquid engineer. Oh, wait. Do you mean like oil like olive oil uh, you, you, or you, like brand of actual you oil? You can go with Castrol. I'm going to I'm gonna go with olive oil myself. So that's perfect. Well, Castrol, it's as simple as, as Cristiano once told me. It's not just oil. It's liquid engineering. Yes, perfection. Gorgeous. And then it was the funniest Santo Salmonad skit they ever did. Ah, oh, they did. 
I mean, they had lots of good skits, brother. You can't be just how do, making big claims. How do like you get that. your hair to look so good, Cristiano? Oh, it's not just oil. It's liquid engineering. <laughs> Football uh, takes me many places. God. Classic. Uh, I bung my head. I bung my head. Uh, Dams Lucas Oil will be represented by Jack Crawford. He's probably related to people who have acquired a bit of oil in, in their time. So bit out of pocket, but we stick with it. And he will be joined by, I believe, the oldest driver on the grid. That is a guess. Maybe not. Juan Manuel Correa. Uh, be auto, might be auto. Yeah, good shout. Juan Manuel Correa. He uh, moves up from VAR to Dams, uh, despite doing terribly last season. But, you know, it's a feel-good story, so that's fine. Uh, you and I, Virtuosi Racing. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, another kind of interesting lineup here. We've got Kushmine. Uh, can you see how he goes in a better car? Joined by the reigning F3 champion and I believe newly minted McLaren Academy guy, if I'm not... He is indeed a McLaren Academy yes. guy. They're all getting academy now. Yes, they are. Gabriel Bortoletto. There it is. And none of them are joining Williams or Red Bull, which means none of them will ever make the F1 grid. Mm. Quite. Um, <laughs> MP Motorsport. Dennis Hauger comes back for a second season with them. Uh, newly not a Red Bull Academy guy. And he'll be joined by Franco Colapinto, who has a fantastic name. I just like to say, I am I actually think this lineup is pretty froth, and I'm very excited to see how Brother, it goes. Brother, you frothing at the mouth? Not quite like um, rabies levels, mm. but yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit frothy. Yeah, not a huge rabies guy. Uh, VAR, Van Amersfoort Racing, with the sexiest livery on the grid. We've got Enzo Fittipaldi, and we've got Rafael Villagomez. Um, he's a guy. Uh, the first of the, the first of the hectic, like, one-two punch lineups of, like, banger and then just guy who's also there. Yes, and another one, high-tech Grand Prix, banger Paul Aaron. Yep. Fun little rookie driver, and absolute cheeks. Amori Cordiel, the Belgian sensation, make up the high-tech lineup there. I say, those look like some slick overalls that they've got for high-tech this mm. season. White, red, black, that is indeed the colour scheme. If you want to see some things that are white, red, and black, check out our Instagram at Online Hard Media. That is indeed our colour scheme for Rear of the Grid, um, our daddy podcast. That was incredible. Thank you. That was incredible. <laughs> www.onlinehubmedia.com if you want to listen to more of our podcasts well you can see some other sexy segues and plugs by myself uh, go to the sticks today nearly there Campos Racing Isaac Hadjar is joined by I gotta make sure I have his first name right Josep Maria Mati also just known as Pepe Pepe Mati the Spanish driver driving for the Spanish team which is a fun little moment there uh, Trident the Italian team, made up of a Dutchman, Richard Vashaw, the veteran himself, who... No, he is, he's born in 2000, so that, there you go. And Roman Stanek, who somehow made it back to the grid. Hopefully he can improve on last season. And finally, FUM, AIX Racing. The aforementioned Taylor Barnard leads this lineup, and he is joined by a man from Paraguay, whose first name is Josh. It's Joshua Dirksen. Ah, oh, you aren't aware that Josh is actually a very traditional Paraguayan name? <laughs> I had no idea. I, you learn something new every day. You know what I've noticed while, while we're going through this? They've yet to update the pictures for the teams on the website because high-tech, well, sorry, Campos, which is now an all-red ball lineup, 
still has a picture of a very campos looking car. Meanwhile, high tech, which is now all not anyone line has a Red Bull picture. So they need to, someone, the bloody intern over at the F2 website, mm-hmm. needs to darn well upload the new images and get it together. I want to know what these cars look like, damn it. I agree. I agree. Because the photos and the logos are updated, but not the uh, not the cars. It's, it's weird. Indeed. It's weird. Indeed. But give me your spiels, Matthew. All right. So, so here's the game. Here's what I want to do. Um, I'm going to get you to sort of grade rank, however you call it, sort of just like your hype for each of these lineups. How how intriguing, so how just like let's, how, how yes boy you are. Yes boy. I should have made yes. I should have made yes boy the number one category, but I didn't. There is five different levels to this, and I've assigned each level to, well, mostly to an alumni of the category. There is one man who is still on the grid. So the levels are as follows. Now, one to five, obviously five is most excited. Well, be so excited. Bottom level, you can rank the team as Roy Nassani. <laughs> Just not interested at all. Wish it wasn't there. Okay. Next up, we have Jehan Daruva. <laughs> Solid, solid, but you're still kind of like, I just don't really want to see this. Then we've got Dennis Hauger. Just bang in the middle. Bit of of promise, not really really like that, but just sort of there, solid, absolutely worthy of being here, but just doesn't seem like anything special. Then you've got Robert Swartzman. Quite nice young prospect. Never quite reached the promised land hypes, but was definitely one of the best around for his time in the category. Mm-hmm. And then obviously at the very pointy end, you got Oscar Piastri. Yes. Just the greatest thing to have ever existed um, on four wheels. Fair fucking enough. All right. I like so that. So the, these are the things I want to take you through teams. So very quickly, ART's lineup is Victor Martin and uh, Zach O'Sullivan. Martin, obviously, fifth in his... Well, sorry, uh, 2020, former Renault EuroCup champion, fifth in his rookie season in F3, champion in his second year, and was fifth last year in Formula 2. And Zoss was champion in GB3 in 2021, finished 11th and second in his two years in Formula 3. Where would you put this lineup on the hype scale, Jashan. Ah, it's a tough one. I mean, Victor Martins should absolutely be uh, contending for the championship this season. He's very, very good. But he's not the most... Ex- for me, personally, I don't I get excited by watching Victor Martins drive, which is just personal bias. Zoss is promising, but not the best rookie on the grid, for sure. It's 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 halfway between your Dennis Haugers and your Robert Schwartzmans for me. Fair. Pick, pick one to put them oh. in. Make the hard call here. I'll go Schwartzman. I'll be nice. That's good. I think Martin's in the lineup. You've got to be going Schwartzman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I will just say, if we were grading these guys purely on quality of hairstyle, mm. this is this is the pick of the teams. You, you like the... Martin, Martin's is just a slick boy. And Zach O'Sullivan, I feel like that Zach O'Sullivan's got a fairly in kind of hairstyle. He's just got a good head of hair. He does have a good head He's of hair. He's got some good hair. It, it's a very good hair lineup. Yeah, it's... it's, that's, I my mean, it's main, very, that's my main analysis on ART. It's a very, good it's very basic hair, though, at the same time. It's, they're both the same. But that's what, that's what the people love. The people love... Yeah. 
Just short back being and a sides. basic bitch. Yeah, I get it. A short back and sides, fair enough. Give me an Antonelli mop any day of the week. And also, the person That's what I was the person who does short back and sides the best on the grid is Kush Mining. That is very fair. Yeah. Dapper man. Dapper man. Daddy's got the beard combo to go with it. Mm. But moving on, we have Prema. Now, I already know where this is going, but let's give you the quick thing. Ollie Behrman. Double champion in 2021 in ADAC F4 and Italian F4. Third in his rookie season with one of the hottest finishes to a year I've ever seen in F2, F3 in 2022. Sixth as a rookie with the signature weekend of the season in um, Azerbaijan mm. last year in F3. And he is, of course, joined by the man who is everyone talking. This is a cooked Thing. He was signed to the Mercedes Junior team in 2019. Mm. He was kind of average in 2021, finished third in Abu Dhabi F4, ninth in FIA Central European Zone, that's a great name, Formula 4, mm. and 10th in Italian F4. Though he only did nine and two races in those. But since then, 2022, ADAC F4 Germany, champion. Italian F4, champion. Mm. Last year, Formula Regional Middle East Championship, certified by FAA. Champion. Frecker. Champion. Mm-hmm. This man is undeniable. Yes. Uh, is this just... It, he's, it's it, just a little bit boring, let's be honest. I, I just think... Uh, yeah, go Nassani. He's, yeah, it's got to be Roy Nassani, because let's be candid. I mean, Behrman's going to be too overworked, being the Haas and Ferrari reserve driver. He's not going to have energy for F2. <laughs> So he's, he's going to be a danger to the grid. Antonelli, with all that success, he's going to be super cocky. So I wouldn't be surprised if he took out a few... No, it's, it's definitely number five, Oscar Piastri, if not more so. This is insane. Yeah, you could... Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to... I'm gonna Because I'm penciling in where you put everyone. You happy for me to put this just the row above Piastri? Mm. This has broken the scale, this lineup. Yes. Um, I think that is so fair. Antonelli feels like... But let's think... Behrman was the most... I've always said, Behrman's the guy who's reminded me most of Oscar. And then Antonelli just comes along with a rookie record that makes Piastri and Behrman look like Roy Nassau. It's mental. It's insane. And it you look at that and you're like, you know what? It is fair enough that he's skipping F3. Because really, what's the point of just annihilating another championship that doesn't mean a lot? Yeah. Uh, Alright. On to the third team on the grid. Roden. Zane Maloney, mm. a former British F4 champion, of course. In the more recent years, 2021, he was fourth in Frecker. In 2022, he finished second again with probably the only thing better than I saw at Bearman's end of the season was Maloney's. Second in F3 that year as a rookie. Then last year, he finished 10th, but with some really impressive results um, in Formula 2 last year and was also 8th in the F3 level of the Macau Grand Prix and has now been signed to the Macau Academy after weirdly being let go by Red Bull. And he is joined by Rotomo Miyata, who is a former Japanese Formula Lights champion back in 2020 and, of course, last year won Japanese Super, uh, Super GT Japan and Super Formula. Yep. Where do you put the Roden lineup? Uh, Oscar Piastri, hundred percent. All right, I think you know what I don't. I think that's pretty fair. We both guys who are super high on Zane Maloney and really 
intrigued on seeing what he does this year and really expecting big things from him. And I think, yeah, Miata, again, come, no idea what he's going to do, but that in itself is exciting, and he comes in with Pedro. He does, absolutely. Uh, you, you know Colapinto um, so, is Williams as well, right? Yeah, I know Colapinto is okay, Williams, right. but I'd, I'd still back Maloney over Colapinto, yep, okay. 100%. All right. Uh, all right, on to the Indianapolis Colts of F2. Oh. Dams Lucas Oil. It's the Lucas Oil Stadium is home of the yeah, Colts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Jack Crawford. A solid, but uh, he's had some okay things. 2020, second in NADAC F4, sixth in Italian F4. In uh, his rookie year in F3, he finished third in Euro Formula that year, and he was 13th in F3. Then um, 2022, seventh in F3. Sixth in Fracker. Yeah. No, sorry. Sixth in Formula Regional Asian Championship. Remember about that. Last year, thirteenth in um, F two. So it's never been anything. He's good, but it's never quite the incredible you'd want to maybe see from someone. Mm. And he's obviously joined by Juan Manuel Correa, who was solid before the accident, but really nothing incredibly spectacular. And obviously post accident, twenty first in F three. 13th in F3, and he was 19th last year in F2. This is going to be our first lineup on the lower scale, lower side of the scale, I imagine. I like Jack Crawford more than you do. I thought he had a few really decent performances last season. Uh, Some nice sprint race performances, for example. Some nice podiums. Um, ah, Yeah, all right. This is difficult. It is very difficult. Uh, no, I'll give it. Um, I'll give it a two. I'll give it a yay Honda Rubler. Uh, yeah, there you are. So that's probably where I'd put it as well. I mean, Kraz a really nice, likable guy, but mm. yeah, he's not gonna do anything too super spectacular. Okay, on to in you and I virtuosi. Almost, almost messed myself up. Yeah, you're doing great. Kush Miney, second in British F three in twenty twenty. 11th F3 Asian Championship 2021. He's 14th in his only season in F3. I thought a couple of little glimpses, but I didn't think anything too crazy. I was, I was pretty low on him when he came into F2 last year. And then 11th in the standings. But I think we both agree, one of the most impressive 11th place finishes we've ever seen. Absolutely. Um, and to a guy that we're just like, yeah, got to be in a better car. Cannot wait to see what he does. He's in a better car. Cannot wait to see what he does. Yep. And joined by a man with a lot of pedigree, Gabriel Bortoletto. Sixth in um, Formula Regional, or sorry, in Frecker in 2022. And obviously last year, champion um, as a rookie in F3 with one of the most composed, also just God is on this man's side, <laughs> yes. apparently, just all of the luck. Um, but honestly, with how, how much everything went his way, he definitely had not just the power of God, but the power of anime <laughs> on his side. Brother. You like that the reference? power of anime is far more powerful than the power of God. Just open it with that. Oh, true. You know the reference, Of course, right? yes, 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 yes. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, so Bortoletto and Cushmine, that lineup for you and I, Virtuosi. That's an easy four, brother. That is a Robert Schwartzman situation. I am little... I'm high on these guys. I'm high. Let's fucking go. Absolutely. I think that is a fair enough place to put them. Oh, All right. so in sync MP, right now. MP Motorsport. Headed up by Dennis Burkamp. Well, Dennis Hager is the case, maybe. Uh, all right. 2021 F3 champion as a rookie. Dominating. 10th uh, in uh, 2022 uh, in F2. And then he was... 
eighth. Eighth last year, but he did finish second um, at the Macau Grand Prix. No shit. Which I think is a result that shows something. Um, and like we we've said, we can you can we can see the talent there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it just doesn't seem to convert. But we definitely see it. We know it is there somewhere. And he is joined by Franco Colapinto, mm. who going back had the busiest 2021 I've ever seen. <laughs> this man was sixth in Frecker in 2021, third in Asian Le Mans, fourth in European Le Mans, finished seventh in LMP2 at the 24 Hours of Le Mans, and also was in the Intercontinental GT Challenge and the GT World Challenge Europe Endurance Cup. It's a lot. A lot of those play. Uh, but in 2022, he finished ninth as a rookie in F3. And last year, he finished fourth in F3 as a Williams Academy member, now stepping up to the big time in F2. Yeah, this is similar uh, back-to-back lineups here for me. You know, we've got a returning vet, keen to see what they can do in this situation with uh, you know different kind of competition around them. And an exciting rookie. Uh, I've got this as a Robert Schwartzman as well. I'm, I'm very keen. Very nice. Okay, so that was MP into Robert Schwartzman. Popular category, so far. Yes. Still yet to have a Dennis Hauger. I mean, you shouldn't put Dennis Hauger and Dennis Hauger. No, no Dennis Hauger is better than Dennis no Hauger. Hauger. No, but I agree. I don't think Dennis Hauger is a Dennis mm. Hauger. I think he's a Robert Schwartzman. Uh, and that, that um, will lead into my predictions uh, later on. Oh, very nice. Foreshadowing. Very nice. Okay, over to VAR, who... It's I, confusing to try to be excited from this year because, obviously, well, we'll get to it. On one half of the garage, we have Enzo Fittipaldi, who started slow in his career, 2021, kind of spent some time in both categories to finish 17th in F3, 20th in F2. I don't think yeah. he fully committed to either. And the year before that, he was only 15th in F3. But ever since arriving in F2 properly, he's been a lot more relevant um, was that crash in Jeddah the best thing to ever happen to him? <laughs> because in his two full seasons in F2, he's finished 8th and 7th. There you fucking go. Um, the 8th was super impressive because he was in a Charouze. The 7th felt a little bit underwhelming because he was in a Carlin and we had big expectations for him. But still pretty solid pedigree there. And obviously joined by Rafael Villagomez, who is... Well, he'd be the easy pick for why is this man here? Except for the fact there's like four of them this year. <laughs> but this man spent three years in F3 where he finished 29th, 25th, and then a staggering 25th. Hell yeah. Man's got pedigree. Just you wait. So where are we putting this? I, I'd have uh, I'd have Via Gomez as a Nassani, and I've got Fittipaldi as a Schwartzman. So I guess you put it together... Um. Oh. And you get a you get a Dennis Halga. Nah, Via Gomez is so bad that I'm gonna I'm, yeah, I'm putting that's them. Yeah, that's fair. It goes a derivative. Derivative, yeah. I think that's fair. I'd argue Via Gomez if this was drivers just being ranked would be below. He'd break the scale in the opposite direction to Prana did. He'd be below on a sign. Yeah. Oh, like, we'll wait until we see what happens. But Jesus, Nasani could at least drive a car. I, he's done nothing at F3 level. It's like, come on. Yeah. Um, over to, uh, what are we at? High tech now. Uh, the forever teasers and never actually convertings of the junior category levels. Amari Cordil, who was once upon a time that why is he here of this grid? 
when he finished 23rd in F3 uh, in 2021. But he converted that into a 17th in F2 in 2022, where he did tease down the stretch um, a bit of an uptick in form, and did it convert to last year? No, it did not. Even though he was in a much better car, he finished 20th, and I had to turn off all of the hype I had put around him myself. Yes. He will be joined by Paul Aaron, a Mercedes Jr., who has finished... He's not a Mercedes Jr. ...third in... So weird. Mm -hmm. So weird. Why would you drop a man who has been in your academy for five years now and in that time has finished third in an Italian F4, had a year where he was kind of a bit quieter, and then the last three years, third in Frecker, third in Frecker, and third in F3 as a rookie. Weird. I know. I mean, I know you've got Antonelli and you've already now got Vesti sitting there waiting on the wings, but make it make sense, Mercedes. (laughs) So Paul Aaron and Amari Cordial. Do they sneak into Dennis Hargo or is this another Yehanda Ruvala? This is closer to Rui Nassani than Dennis Hauger for my money. Really? I guess you've never really seen Paul Aaron race. No, so that's fair. I'm giving it. I'm giving it a Yehan Ruvala. but I do think that you know there has to be a rookie out there who sinks. It's either going to be Zoss or Aaron. Um, I mean, with all due respect, and I love him. He's maybe my favorite rookie on the grid. But Taylor Barnard does exist. He, nah, he's in a full- I'm high on Taylor Barnard, brother. Let's fucking go. I'm, I'm on the Barnard bandwagon, so, my G. We're going. Was that Daruvala for high tech? Yes, sir. That's a very high tech grade. I think that is the that epitomizes high tech. All right, on to Campos. The now and Cordial is shit, like shit, shit. I love, I love the way that obviously they've ended up all Red Bull at this level, and I don't know whether it's coincidence, but they've kind of just, yeah, Red Bulled in everywhere. But uh, yeah, so Campos. They've got uh, Isaac Hadjar, man of much hype, well, I struggled to show it last year, but before that, he was third in French F4 in 2020, mm. fifth in Freca and sixth in F3 Asia in 2021, third in F... Um, Formula Regional Asian in 2022, and also fourth as a rookie in F3. And then last year, he was 14th in F2, which is a bit underwhelming, and also seventh in the Macau Grand Prix. And he is joined by Pepe Marti. Yes, sir. A man who was very much and also ran in his first year in F3 when he finished 26. But before that, he was third in Spanish F4 in 2021. And he was second in 2022 when he had that pretty mid F3 season in Formula Mm. Regional Asia. But last year, much, much, much improved. Seventh in Formula Regional Middle East. Finished fifth in the Macau Grand Prix. And he was fifth in F3 last year. But it was a fifth way. He was right in contention to be able to win this championship. And just kind of got cold the last two rounds and dropped back a bit. Mm. But I would argue he was the second most impressive driver on the grid over the course of the whole season. Yeah, it's a tough one. Mm. I liked Hajar on F3, but he he really underwhelmed me last season. Really, really poor. Uh, Pepe Marti is, you know, he's a fun guy. Great smile. He's, he's really quite got a charming smile there. And he, Also has my all-time favorite Spanish accent. And he's definitely got talent, he sounds but he's not like, you know, the prodigious guy coming up where I'm like super keen to see. Uh, Dennis Hager for me. I think this is a perfect Dennis Hauger for me because it's definitely it's a step above the lineups that the teams around them got. It's clearly a better lineup than VAR and High Tech, mm-hmm. and it's clearly a better lineup than the couple of teams below them. So I think Campos in Dennis Hauger. You're pretty much spot on with how I'd be doing this as well so far. It's yeah, we're, very, we're both very, very nice. intelligent, by the way. We're so in sync. Yeah, 
Um, but I am the Justin, very clearly. Okay. Uh, shots fired. All right. Yes. Over to Trident. Here we have Richard Vashore, a former Spanish F4 champion, a former Macau Grand Prix winner. His two F3 seasons, he finished 13th and 9th. And ever since, he's been probably the best man not in a contending car every year yes. in F2, where he's finished 11th, 12th, and 9th. Yeah. Uh, he was also back in Macau this year with a 6th place finish and we love robert schwartzman would you say that robert schwartzman is probably this podcast's favorite driver who isn't actually like amongst their these are my favorite couple of drivers you mean richard for sure yeah so what did i you say? said robert schwartzman for some reason ah oh, my brain but yes i meant richard yeah for absolutely sure. i fucking love richard for sure we both uh for sure and he's joined by roman stanek whose f3 career was 21st 16th and then a nice bump up to fifth in 2022 but yeah was a bit out of his depth in f2 last year with an 18th place finish 12th at the macau grand prix mm. last year as well yeah i mean richard for sure was like your classic dennis Harvey guy he's a you know solid very solid if not robert schwartzman because he's you know he's got lots of talent but never quite the opportunity stanek for me is is definitely a oh He's like in between Daruvula and Nasani. He's not. Yeah, it's too early to fully call him a Nasani. Yeah, but he, and he, he doesn't get the podiums like um, a Daruvula did. I think overall, I'd probably give this uh, Dennis Hauger as well. Really? Okay. Man has still got a little bit of hope in Roman Stanek. I, I like love that. Richard Vashore, and I'll, I'll, yeah. Oh, that's my. I, yeah, same. Richard Vashore is easily my favorite of like the rest guys. Like once we get out of, you know, Bam and Maloney. Yes. The real guys, I'm like, yes, these are my guys. I'm like, you know what? I'm always happy to see Richard Vashore win. Yeah, exactly. And finally, we have everybody's favorite Paraguayan, Joshua Dirksen. Uh, over, we're now on FUM Racing. Dirksen, he did finish second in F4 United Arab Emirates way back in 2019, but in more recent times, seventh in Italian F4 in 2021, 14th in Frecker in 2022. Last year, he was 16th with only six races in Formula Regional Middle East, and he was 19th in Fracker. He skipped out F3. Don't know why. He, see, Antonelli skipped F3. Yeah. Dirksen has also skipped F3. <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, but he is joined by Taylor Barnard, who I'm worried because it's not a very good seat, but I am intrigued. Taylor Barnard in recent years... Second in ADAC F4 in 2022, seventh in Italian F4, ninth in Formula 4 UAE, and then last year he was second in the Formula Regional Middle East, and he was tenth in F3, which isn't crazy, but that's a really good result in a Yenza, which is at best a bang middle of the road, probably an, a high end of the lower third of F3 cars normally. Uh, that was a hell of a result. He had some really nice drives, podiums. I think he even won a race at one point. Mm. So definitely a man. If he was in a good car, he would have been contending last year. So Dirksen and Taylor Barnard. Yeah, so Dirksen 100% in the Nassani category. I'm pretty high on Barnard. Uh, probably put it, put, it, put him in a Hauger. Yeah, put him in a Hauger. So I, together, Jehan Ruvula. 
Jahan Daruvalu. That's fair. So we got no one in Asani, and I think that is fair enough because every lineup at least has one guy that you're kind of like, yeah, they're either just two really average, like, Hauga guys, yes. or they've got one, oh, why is he here, that the other one's intriguing. Also, I've got to say, you know the um the template that goes around in reels a lot of, like, two things like that, like the, um, the little, like, video intro with um, the bloody uh, Rihanna, Beyonce song, whatever it is, for um, John Cena versus The Rock. Uh, yeah. You know, like, the voice is in my... That's... Is that not Rafael Vila Gomez versus Joshua Dirks? <laughs> who's going to be the worst driver on the grid this year? It's 100% that. It's 100% uh, Yeah, but that. the issue is, it's not just those two. It's also Cordial is definitely in the conversation. No, nah, I don't think Cordial... Again, Cordial is not good, but he's never been like, oh my God, this is horrific. <laughs> uh, but he could regress again, which would be hilarious. He absolutely could regress. Uh, so well. we're going Fum in. So just a quick recap of Jashan's levels. Dams, VAR, Hitech, and Fum all in Darubala. No one was in Asani. Hauger is Campos and Trident. In Robert Swartzman, we've got ART, UNI Virtuosi. That is their name. And MP, Oscar Piastri is Roden. And Prema has broken the scale because how could they not? It's Bamman and Antonelli. These are like the two prospects yes. in the grid in the same team. We cannot wait to see what they do. Shall we get to some predictions? Uh, yeah, I reckon we should get to some predictions. I'd say I'd say that's probably the, the way to do it. So if I'm not mistaken, and just a, just a quick off the off the cuff here, Matt, uh, we're doing driver of the year, team of the year, rookie of the year, worst driver of the year, worst team of the year, most looking forward to... Um, mm, I was going to say no. I don't think we've ever made predictions in my experience for worst. We can if we want to start doing it. Mm. But in memory of what we've written down, I don't think we've, ever, I think we've only ever predicted driver, team, and rookie of the year. And then we do more comprehensive awards at the end of the season. Right. I looked at the, I looked uh, at the season. I'm happy to make a switch either way. If you've already written stuff down, I can easily on the fly predict my worst driver of the year. Yeah, but I have not particularly written that down. So what do you want to do? Yeah, I, I reckon so. I, I went into my season preview from last season. I, I just copied them over. So this is what we had. Oh, okay. Interesting. My season, I only had driver, team, and rookie. Mm. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, okay. So what, what are the other ones that you had written down? The Sorry. worst driver, worst team, and most looking forward to. I guess most excited by. That could be a driver, uh, anything. Worst team of the year, and then, like, most excited, most looking forward. Yeah, a driver, a team, um, just a, a thing, yep. whatever. And then, yeah, obviously, the, the predictions themselves. Making good time. Yep. All... Yeah, it's not too bad, considering it's a lot to cram into a season preview. Yeah, fucking oath. So it's uh, not too bad at all. If it's like an hour 20 pod, I don't think that's too bad of a length of the amount of ground we've covered. Oh, we're doing great. And it's been fun so far. And I think that was a fun experiment just for you putting Prema not on the scale I provided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm so here for. <laughs> it's the only, this year's Prema lineup, the only thing more exciting than Oscar Piastri. Yes, exactly. And fair um, enough. All right. I mean, you just that. All right. Uh, do we want to go all the way top to bottom? Do we want to do it like one by one, which I feel like maybe we used to do, or do we want to do like little blocks or something back and forth? Just one by one. I think maybe we, did we do blocks for drivers last time? We went like six at a time until like the top top of the standings. Um, it's your podcast. It's your call. You are the host. Yeah. Well, I'll run it. We'll figure it out. <clears throat> okay. So season is going to start in Bahrain very shortly. Now, as we are the foremost experts on this sport, um, due to our... Alex Brundle's got nothing on Agreed. Uh, Although he did go quite high up in my commentator's list because he's pretty 
Not as high as he went in mine. Yeah, not as high as he went in compared to his dad in mine. Uh, rate his dad. Martin, good guy. Uh, get on the pod. It's a shame. Fre- I'd love to get Martin. Friend of the show, Ralph Boshung, no longer a... um. He will be Actually, missed. who do you miss the most of the departing drivers? Oh, it's got to be Chet Mollick. Yeah, Bono Bashi! <laughs> um, who's not on the grid this year who feels a bit odd that they're not on the grid? And obviously not if they're that... Um, obviously have people who you couldn't have reasonably seen coming back. Like, I mean, Vesti's obviously the obvious one, but I'd been really weird if Vesti did come back. Oh. Um... That's a good question. See, I don't think there's anyone who's... I think it's just Boshong by default. No one who is not back, am I like, wow, it's crazy that they're not back. Yep. Uh, Bosch, uh, you know what? Novelak's the one I think who is hardest done by not still being on the grid, followed by Boshong. Yeah. But Boshong is the one I will miss the most. Yeah. Like, I think I think you'd go, like, you'd absolutely be like, yeah, Novelak should be there in Fum with Barnard. Instead of Dirksen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh, the, the fact that, you know, he, st- he got cut, whereas Danik stayed, whereas not. Yes. Novelak was better. Um, okay, fair enough. Well, we're going to start off with some awards, and we're going to start on the lows. Worst driver of the year. Who do you think it's going to be, oh, okay. Matthew Hume? So we're going awards. All right, that makes sense. Uh, worst driver of the year. I'm going to go Villa Gomez. Straight up, Villa Gomez. Back yep. in an end, going to be the worst. Yep. Don't know whether I necessarily think he'll finish lower in the standings than Dirksen, but I think by the mere fact that he spent time in F3 means he has just that tiny little bit more logic of being here. Mm. And thus, when he's genuinely dueling with Dirksen for who can finish the furthest away from the points each week, it's going to look bad. Yeah, that's fair. All right, I don't mind that at all. It's, it's you know, there are options here. Um, I myself, for worst driver of the year... Oh. Hurry up and say Amari Cordial. Look, the fact is, with Nisani gone, you've got to have a number one hater. Uh, Cordial's been around for two seasons. He really should have improved. He hasn't. He's gotten worse. He's going to get worse again. And he's going to be my personal new number one uh, driver to hate on. Uh, but obviously, That's Ferguson fair. and um, Villa Gomez are in the in the mix. I also think Hajar's going to what? really struggle at Campos. Uh, fair enough. Would you say it's a more loving... Like, Nasani? Would you say it's more like Nasani was genuine go-away? Yeah. Like, we did not want Nasani here. Would you say Cordial is a little bit more of that heel that you love to hate? You're like, no, I want a guy to hate. No. And I have fun hating him. You actually have him at Nasani no, levels of just no. go-away. I don't I don't hate Amori Cordial. I'm just disappointed by Amori Cordial. That's fair. Mm. <laughs> You're not mad, you're just disappointed, 100%. which is always so much worse. Yes, yeah, it's just, he, oh, come on, bro. Come on. All right, uh, give me your worst team of the year. Is this a real question? Yep. <laughs> it's FUM. FUM by AIX. It's not, a, it's, no, it's not open for discussion. <laughs> it's FUM. Taylor Barnard is going to have to have one of the craziest seasons for Fum not to finish stone dead last in the championship. Because the only other team that has a full-on, full-on stinker of a driver is um, VAR, mm-hmm. who have Vashore. No. Is Vashore and Billy Gomez the team lead? Have I just gone off to Magic Land? Fittipaldi. Sorry, is yeah. a similar level of Yeah, that. okay, yeah. that works. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, who I have that thing. So Fittipaldi is going to score plenty of points, which means there's no way. So like Barnard will have to go toe to toe with Fittipaldi if they're not going to be the lowest team on the grid. I just don't see that happening. See, I took it from a different so perspective. I think that Cordiel is just as bad as Dirksen and Via Gomez, and they will equal each other out. So I think Barnard's going up against uh, Fittipaldi, who he won't be, and also Aaron. Who I think... Who he could be. He will be. So I've got high-tech as the worst team of the year. That's fair. I just think, like, my my kind of gut instinct is, like, Cordiel is in the four-point bracket. He'll have a race this year where he just ends up in the points somehow. I think Gomez... Villa Gomez and Dirksen are, like, big time not scoring a point. Never looking like scoring a point. There's guys. always some crazy shit that happens in Formula 2, brother. Oh, there is always some crazy shit. Always some crazy, crazy, crazy. crazy if Fum beat high-tech, though, that is genuine disaster levels for high-tech if they finish. Yeah. Fum can get away with it. High-tech, with what they've tried to be in that, cannot afford to come last in this year. Um, a bit more on a positive note. Rookie of the Year, Matt. This is so much before we get to... All right, fair enough. But it makes sense. It actually makes sense. Um, rookie of the year. Oh, See, I just feel like this gives away some bits of my standings, maybe. Um, Okay, so I went Miata as rookie of the year. Ooh. But as a subcategory, I've gone Bortoletto as actual rookie of the year. Because Antonelli doesn't count. He's not actually human. <laughs> and Miata is so much older, so much more experienced, and so much more accomplished that I'm not sure he counts either. Okay. So Miata, I think, will be Rookie of the Year. But of the actual rookie fighter, like Bordoletto, Colapinto, Marti, the guys who came from F3 last year, I think Bordoletto will come out on top of that fight again. I like that. Gaby Bordoletto. He's back and in the boy. All right. I don't mind that at all. I've got a man called Josh. Nah, no, joking. Um, <laughs> He was actually sandbagging us with, I don't think Fum will do too good. Actually thinks Dirksen's going to be the top guy out of the two yeah, of them. 100%. Uh, I mean, look, yeah, obviously, I, it's going to be Antonelli, I think. I think it's kind of hard to ignore that. But I want to go with Miata as well. I've got faith in him to figure out the European tracks. Let's go, Rotoma. Done. Absolutely. Cash. Absolutely. Now let's get started on these uh, standings, shall we? Do you want to do drivers or teams at first? I think drivers makes more sense to do first because it gives... And I actually was smart. I did my drivers predictions before my teams this year, definitely. And I made sure that when I did my teams, I was like, yes, this logically does line up with where I put my drivers. Perfect, I like that. Unlike last year, which was, I think there was a couple of them where I definitely had a team where I had both drivers predicted ahead of another yeah, team, yeah, but yeah. had the team below. It's like, that doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, all right, you're just wanting one at a time or are you wanting like a block of my drivers to get things started? What would you yeah, like? Yeah, bottom seven. Bottom seven? Yes, and then we can do five. Wouldn't... wouldn't would, okay, fair enough. I was going to say, wouldn't six make more sense? But that works for me. All right. 22nd, Joshua Dirksen. Mm. 21st, Rafael Villagomez. 20th, Juan Manuel Correa. Mm. 19th, not my tribal chief, <laughs> Roman Stanek. Ah! 18th, Amari Cordiel. 17th. Paul A. A. Ron Balake. What? 16th. Paul Aaron. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. Right, right, right. Paul A. A. Ron Balake. Yeah, 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 okay. Even though he's only got one A, so he's actually just A. Ron. Yeah. Uh, and 16th, Taylor Barnard. This is very similar. Very, very similar. 
Matt, we're too similar. There's not enough conflict on this Have podcast. You just, is, is it literally just you've got Cord, um, Cordiel below Carrera? And That's Stanley, a little bit different. That same bottom five. 22, Joshua Dirksen. 21, Amori <laughs> Cordiel. Not a hot take. <laughs> Sorry, the hottest take. Hot take. Piping hot take. Uh, 20, Rafael Gomez. 19, the big dog, Roman Stanek. Then I've got one Manuel Correa. Then I've got Isaac Hadjar. Okay. Yep. Is that seven? No. Oh, my tits. Do you my not have bad. numbers next to No, I to do. Them? And then 16, I've got Paul Aaron. You've already said... No, okay, yeah, that works. Yep, 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 Mate, yep, we're, yep, on, yep, we're yep. on top Fair of things enough. here, brother. We're on top of things. Fair enough. Then your next five. I'd just like to point out that Cordiel's results in F3 were better than Villagrona. Cordiel is like trash. All right. Would you like my next five? Yes, please. To bring us through to the top 10. 15th, I have Zoss. Oh. 14th, oh. Isaac Hadjar. 13th, he's going to lose the battle again because it's going to be behind Jack Crawford. 12th, Pepe Marty. This is my big rookie yeah, stretch yeah, as well. Yeah, okay. 12th, Pepe Marty. And 11th, Franco Colapinto. Ooh. Got a couple of drinks in there so far. This is very, very nice. 15th, I've got Franco Colapinto. You're joking, should have been higher. You're joking. 14th, I've got Zoss, so very close on that. Very cute. 13th, I've got the Barnstorm and Barnard. I've got faith in this boy. He's going to do well. It's just going to be so hard to do in a film, I think, is the Of course. Barnard's not the issue. The car is. And look, he looks like a 10-year-old boy, but I think he's... He really does. He's got focus. 12th, Pepe Marty. Drink. I think you had him at 12th as well, didn't you? Nice. I did. And 11th, I've got Richard Vashore. All right. Wow. That is egregious. Calm down. Mate, how are you going to win a race and finish 12th in the same season? 11th in the same season? It's not happening. Even though he's done it like twice. But it's not happening. (laughs) He's definitely done that before, 100%. All right, so you'd like 10th through 6th now? Uh, All right, in 10th. Uh, the real rookie of the year, Gabriel Bortoletto. Yeah. Oh. Uh, then in ninth, I have Enzo Fittipaldi. Eighth, because it's just the right spot for the man, in my opinion, uh, Richard Vashore. Uh, in seventh, I have Big Bush Cush. And in sixth, I have Antonelli. Wow. Again, very similar stuff here, brother. We are the most boring people on the planet. <laughs> a little bit different though. I've got Jackie Crawford at ten. I've got Gabriel. You're too high on. You're so high on Jack Crawford. It's ridiculous. You're like two spots above you. Calm down. Three spots. I've got Ga- That's a long Gabriel Brotoletto at nine. Fittipaldi at eight. Okay. Yep. Antonelli at seven and Kushmani at six. You're too, you've, man has talked way more. Like I'm obviously older than that. But you're, you're the one who's always seemed to buy into the Antonelli hype way more than me. The fact you put him a spot lower than me is genuinely surprising. Because I was the guy who predicted Dennis Hager to win the championship in his first season. I've learned my mistakes. True, you're like, uh, look, at, look at that. Okay, people, this is actual growing up. This is growth. He's learning from his mistakes. Yes. Which is also scary because the AI learning is terrifying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, are we doing still a block or one by one now? One by one, brother. One by one. All right, in fifth... I have Dennis Bergham's illegitimate son, Dennis Hauger. Mm. It's weird because Bergham's not even Norwegian. He's bloody Dutch. Yes. But all Dennis's are related. Change my mind. 
Dennis Howard at five. I like yeah, Den- it. Dennis Howard. I like so he's gone tenth to eighth to fifth in your mind. I, I like that as well. I've got Rotomo Miyata at five. Fair enough. Hauger's doing just enough to get that sweet, sweet indie car contract. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Well, in fourth, I have Rutomo Miyata. Oh, my God. Oh-ho. So close, yet yeah, so far. Who have you, who have you <coughs> not said? Wait, have you said Dennis Hauger's name yet? No. And you're going to hate Dennis me for this. I've got Oliver Behrman. Okay, so you've got Behrman. Behrman at four. Uh, I think that's fair. If, if you're... I, look... I thought we'd have the same three kids up there, but that, we basically have the same guys right at the top. And if you're going to be high enough to back Hauger in that third year, which you kind of should, one of the hot property sophomores has to miss out. And, like, it's genuinely throw a dart at the board and take your Oh, yeah. And you're obviously putting Maloney first because you've got to back in the Homer picks. Of course. Third. Zane Maloney. Ah, big brain Zane at number three. My brother in Christ, you are off your rocker. This is really interesting. Is this where you have Hauger, or have you been drinking that grape juice? <laughs> I have been drinking the grape juice, but I also do have Dennis Hauger at P3. Okay, yeah. Because there's no way... I just don't see how you can not put... Because, again, I think Victor Martens is the favourite for this championship. Yeah, for sure. So putting him outside the top two is a bold call. Um, which now means I think we've effectively done the same prediction, I'm assuming. Because at number two, Victor Martens. Mm. And I'm assuming you've gone Martens as I well. I do have Victor Martens at P2, yes. This is correct. Yeah, so we've done the same thing. We've gone Victor <laughs> Martens, will finish second. Who's my favourite driver on the grid? I've gone Ollie Behrman, and you have gone Zane Maloney. Zane Maloney, Weller. He looks good in this black and green. This is called quality podcasting. Yes, but also, he's been killing it in preseason, has Zane Maloney. He looks quick. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. But the best part is, this is just the convenience of both of us adopted you way early on. Wait, because you bloody used him in, what, Motorsport, Motorsport Manager? Manager? That's correct, yes. Um, so you you are nowhere near the bandwagon. And I'm maybe a little bit of the bandwagon bandwagon, but I was fully willing to lock on before. He, like, he hasn't won, won anything. I was fully just like, no, dude, this kid, this kid is special. Yeah. So we just happen to both our favourite happen to be like top guys on the grid, so it works. Yeah, no, I think that's all fair enough. I think Antonelli's the only one we've both picked outside the top five that I can really see. Like, someone that we've not considered will almost definitely be in the top five, but Antonelli's the only guy we've left out that I can really see cracking it. I think the top five we've got should really be the top five. Yeah, I would hope so, but you know. Maybe Hauger most likely to drop out because he could just be mid again um i guess miata could really struggle but like my top three and your top three and a half because you put hauger ahead of um bannon like it's just it's almost impossible to see how they will not be in those spots yeah particularly bannon and martans but i just think maloney maloney showed the bits last year and it should convert across to now okay now also here comes the consistency we do like zane's bits uh yes um, can I explain to you why I'm so high on Dennis Hauger this season? Absolutely. The courtesy of a Redditor, um, they, they wrote this down. So basically, they, they did this kind of you know, perspective scenario for the future. Dennis Hauger finally shows up as a contender this season. He subsequently gets signed by Alfa Romeo as F1 reserve driver. Then, Sten Sean goes on to win F3 in his rookie season. Joins Prema in F2 2024 alongside Antonelli, finishing runner-up just a couple of points behind him. 
Bottas retires at the end of the season and Zhou is replaced by Porsche halfway through the season. The latter is subsequently hired by Alpine for 2025. Passe que France, Hon Hon. And as such, both Alfa Romeo seats go to Hauga and Stenshorn, giving us a full Norwegian team in 2025. Okay, but this is insane because we've just fucked over Victor Martins because they'd want Porsche, who's objectively worse. <laughs> so... Wait, Porsche just beat Martins for the title. Martins is better than Porsche. I just don't think there's a way you can sit there and watch. I, I know... But I just, I, you do you not you agree with deep down you agree with me though you'd rather have Martins than Porsche. I don't know. You know you do. I, I want to see. I want to see just, him have a the, season the, the without issue, the curse. That's fair. The, like the, like the issue is I see it's just and it's the ever changing nuance of this level and that like yes I know Porsche just beat him, but like what's more impressive, finally getting it done in that third year when you really should have been basically the unbackable favorite and had to get it done. Or being the guy who was eye test fastest guy in the green as a rookie. Fair shout. It's yeah. Um, we're just taking a really quick recess because I desperately need to refill my water and have some water. Yeah. So I'll be back in like thirty seconds. I'll be back. Let's do some constructors. Beautiful. Constructors. Ugh. I'm going 11 to, to 6 straight off the bat. Ooh, okay. Coming last, high tech. They're going to suck. Coming 10th, FUM, AIX. They are too going to suck. Trident, coming in 9th, they're going to be okay. <sighs> really? So, where were your Trident drivers in the standings? Uh, Stanek 19th and Vashore 11th. Yeah, okay, you do have a little little bit lower for Vashore, okay. Yeah. Uh, 8th, VAR. Fittipaldi will carry them to 8th. 7, yeah, okay. I've got Campos. Courtesy yep. of a strong season by uh, Pepe Marti. Mostly. Oh, and, you know, Hajar being better than the other, than other, you know, number two drivers in my mind. At 6th, I've got Dams, Lucas Oil. Yeah, okay, that makes sense because you're high on Crawford. Yes. Uh, see, Ryan, okay. Inverse the bottom two. I just, I think, well, mine's ever. I do think Barnard beats Aaron, but I don't think it's by very much. And I I think it's like, I guess I have basically Barnard beats Aaron by like a point. Yeah. Hodil scores two points. High tech beats Fulham in the standings. Um, I'll take it, but you know we'll, we'll see what happens. Like Dirksen's just not scoring points. End of the day, <laughs> he's not. If Dirksen scores points, we should just scrap the category straight away. It's done. Like it'd be like if Deletter had scored points. Just it's an absurd concept. Um. So yeah, from eleventh, high tech, tenth. Basically, my next three are the three lineups where I think there is. I'm forgetting someone. Who's the second driver with Crawford? Correa. Col- Correa. Yeah, no, okay, I stand by. Yes, the next three teams are the three lineups where I think there is one, like, kind of... Well, I wouldn't call Crawford blockbuster, but one, like, guy who is good and one guy who is there. Yeah. 
Um, and so my mate said, he went, well, look, I had Vashaw the highest of them. I had Fiddy just behind him, and I had a decent gap back to Crawford. So I have Dams in ninth. I don't think Correa will score a lot of points. And Crawford, I just don't see being in the ballpark of Fittipaldi and Vashaw. So Dams ninth. Yeah. I have Fiddy being just behind Vashaw. And I have, you know, Villa Gomez definitely not scoring points. And Stanak might score a couple. Hell yeah. So simply Var in eighth, tried it in seventh. Yeah. Uh, Vashaw will do... Just He will be masterful again. Uh, and sixth, I have Campos. Obviously, I had Marty 12th. I have Hajar 14th. I'm a little bit higher on Hajar than you, and I do think Marty will be quite nice, and I think they'll just get... They'll do what High Tech did last year. They'll both just bundle up a solid amount of midfield points, which will put them higher than a few of the teams that have... Like, they'll do just enough of being two guys in the lower... Like, bang in the midfield to outscore the guys who have one guy in the upper midfield and one guy who's just there. Fair enough. Uh, so that's my bottom six. Fair enough. It's it's all so give and take with these guys. They're all mad similar. Oh, absolutely. And that's all of these battles. These could all be, like, real... They will be... These are the ones that I think will be close and that. The higher up you go, I think it starts to probably become a little bit clearer yes. to paint. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Hold on. My computer's having a bit of a moment. Five. Oh, I'm going to go uh, five to... Uh, I'm going to do two here. So fifth, I've got MP. Oh, yeah. Wait. Ooh, okay. That makes sense. Dennis Haug is finishing third and you have MP in fifth. Yes. Yes. Because his teammate... Who is Colapinto? I have finishing fifteenth. I guess fair enough. At fourth, I've got ART. Yep. Now you All right, go. Mine <laughs> simple is fifth ART. Fifth ART, which I know sounds insane because Martans is finishing second for me, and I think is the guy who if should win Zoss, the championship. But I have Zoss in fifteenth. Yes. And all the other teams have a minimum two drivers in the top ten. Exactly. Uh, next on the list, through 7th and 10th, will be just enough points. Because I think the gap... Because I think so. there's so many good guys. Like, Antonelli will have at least a Bam and Weekend, where he just blows everyone away in probably that. Probably, yes. I think the upper enough is so much that we'll probably see a lower number of points to win the championship this year. Because I think there will be more guys in the true championship bracket. Okay. Which means, I think the gap for, like, Bam and winning down to say like for sure an eight will be a lot closer than it was last year and thus it could be a more significant gap from like boy for sure fitty and eighth ninth down to like zoss in barnard in 15th 16th which is why i have you and i virtuosi uh just outscoring art as my fifth and then my fourth okay uh i've got you and i virtuosi third so just right there Yep. I just I think MP. Yeah, I've got Miney at sixth, um, and I've got Brodoletto at ninth. They're gonna have you know two consistent drivers. Yep. I've got over one winner and one lose. Well, not loser, but lower down kind of guy. Um. Yep. Now how? Yeah. 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 MP MP third. So how how does fifth? Colapinto eleventh. I think that should be just about enough mm. to be see them past well definitely should see them past the 7th and 10th of that and again I just think Zost in 15th will be so much further away from these guys than Martens in 2nd will be ahead of them which is why I still have ART down in 5th fair enough 
Uh, so yeah, MP that, which means we've got the same top two, and are they in the same order? Mm, and I'm gonna no. actually, I'm, it's gonna be no because I already know that you, where we've got positions, there is no logical way you can justify Prema being ahead of Roden. Exactly, Prema is second, and Roden are first. Cash. Yes, and clearly I have no. Well, actually, sorry, I, there is a logical way I could still put Roden ahead because I've got Prema with first and six, Roden with third and fourth. But again, I, I think it'll be bloody close. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the battle of one guy who I think is winning the standings and one guy who is doing really good, but not. It's basically going to be Vestian, the Vestian Bamman lineup versus almost like the ART lineup to see who can finish top of the standings. Yeah. And it was the ART lineup who got the job done last year, but that was because they had the champion. I think having the champion will be just enough for Prema this time. I think a lot rides on whether Miata can Roden. come to terms with the European tracks as quickly as we both think. Yes. But I also think a lot can, a lot rides on can Antonelli, you know, skip a whole step and keep on going strong. Is he, that good. Is he truly like Max Verstappen? Or... Yeah. <laughs> Will he be a little bit out of his I was depth? talking to Joe earlier, and he was asking me about how Max Van Stroppen was going. <laughs> he genuinely thinks that's his name. It was fucking beautiful. I had to show him the song to educate him. Oh, bless. That's that's pretty good. So I'm... So the last two predictions? Yeah. Team of the year. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just going with who I have winning. It's Roden. Nothing, no crazy. I'll say I'm not. I also have Roden. No shit. Why? I think there is more expect... Well, you be talking about Prema breaks the scale. Right. Which means winning the, winning the championship isn't good enough. They've got to dominate the championship. And I don't... Like, I see them beating Roden by, like, six points or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. In which case, I think that's a bigger bigger win for Roden than it is for Prema. Fair enough. No, I get that. I like that, actually. That, that's nice. That's good thinking. That's a bit outside the box. That's outside of the uh, cockpit there. That's good. Uh, driver of the year, have you been a bit more, um, you know, whoever's winning is getting it, or have you gotten gotten creative as well? That's not that's not my logic here, but I just I just I I just I want Ollie Behrman to be the guy this year. Yeah. And I've I've gone for some years. I wake up, I come to this these kind of things, and I go, you know what? I have a guy who I really want to do it. So I'm not going to pick them for anything because I feel like that'll jinx them. And some years I rock up and I go, you know what? I want to go to the angle of trying to manifest it. And this is a manifest oh, yeah. year. Picking him to win the championship. Picking him to win driver of the year. I'm picking him to assassinate Charles <laughs> Leclerc and join Lewis Hamilton at Ferrari next year. Manifest destiny, brother. I'll 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 take him I'll take him making a horse do things no horse has any right to do anything. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, I feel like Ollie Berman getting a podium in a horse in twenty twenty five. It's one hundred percent a horse type B, but I like your I like that you're shooting for the stars there. That's good. That's nice. I've I've gone easy, simple. Zane Maloney's getting the driver of the year, he's winning the championship, he's gonna be fucking amazing, and he looks great in black and green. Cash. Done. Fine. As I said earlier, Villa Gomez v Dirks and that Roman v the Rock, but I also think you know what? Bam and Martins Maloney is the triple threat of uh, Batista versus, like, Authority or whatever, Randy Orton versus Daniel Bryan. Ah. And it's genuinely... I think in all scenarios, Martins is... Least preferred? Um, No, Randy Orton. Ah. He's the guy with the belt. He's the guy who's, like... 
you know, coming into that. And then it's just, who do you prefer? And that's your Daniel Bryan. And the other guy is Batista. Okay. All right. Dave Bowser. At least in our case, because I think we both have to pretend to dislike Bamman and Maloney more than we do simply because they are the other's favorite driver. Yes. 100%. It's going to be interesting to see how You've this You've got to keep out. up appearances. <laughs> uh, one more prediction, brother. And then we'll wrap this show oh, yes. up. What are you most excited for for 2024? A plot twist of the century because it's uh, Zayn Maloney. Oh, hell yeah, all right. That's a complete <laughs> mindfuck at this point in time. I just can't... I just, again, like... Uh, like, I said, Bamman is my guy, but it's... I've said this before. It's actually so insanely close how much I also love Maloney. Yeah. It's just Bamman. Bamman is the one I like. I've Because something, if you weren't so on Zane Maloney, there's an every chance it would be Maloney was my guy. But you've hitched your wagon to Maloney. And so I'm like, no, I will firmly remain in Team Bamman camp. But I love Maloney almost just as much. And Bamman, we got to see more of it last year. The consistency still wasn't there enough. But he had the full on. He had Azerbaijan. Yeah. And we both agreed. Azerbaijan was the single most impressive thing anyone did in an F2 car. That was insane. Maloney hasn't had that yet. But I've seen the Zane Maloney who is insane down in F3 when he went on like a three or four race streak of just pole every race, feature race every race. And I just, I'm really hoping that is the Maloney we get this season. And if it is, I'm so excited. We're out here and we're excited for, particularly for, for him train, to brother. Him to prove Red Bull fucking idiots because they dropped the best guy in their academy. Yes. Okay, maybe that's a loss. But out of, out of the guys who were sticking around on the grid and that, they dropped the one who is most likely to rock up this year, ball the fuck out, and be like, okay, I should have a seat in F1 now. And if he was in a Red Bull Academy, I think with if, with either of our scenarios, my third, your first, if he's in the Red Bull Academy, he is in that car next season. No yeah. shadow of a doubt. Yeah. He'd be, it'd be him and Lawson, guaranteed. Yeah. But they ditched him for some reason. So now it doesn't matter what he does, he's not going to be in an F1 car next year because he's not getting a seat at Settler. It's insane. It's insane, uh, Maloney. If and you will. I, I rest my case now. Insane, Maloney. Uh, that's very funny. I am most looking <laughs> nice. forward to Andrea Kimi Antonelli. Is he what everyone thinks he is? Is he the hype boy? Totally fair though. Fucking excited. It's gonna be insane to watch. But I think that wraps us off uh, for the first proper episode of FD4U 2024. I was gonna say quickly. I have to say, being me, being on brand. I'm kind of... I don't want it to be really bad, but I'm kind of rooting for him to fall a little bit flat. Just in year one. Flat in year one, just to taper expectations. Just, like, I'll be really sad if he just comes out and dusts all these other guys. There's absolutely a world in which he just rocks up and dusts all these other guys. Oh, dude, there is a genuine possibility he just aces this championship, goes for another thing, and just is in Formula One next year. And, you know, maybe they do just go... They wait the whole year... And then they just go, yep, he's in the Mercedes. Yeah. And then he'll just win in 2025 and we'll be like, okay, well, this is this is like the transition from, it's like when you're like, oh, yay, Tom Brady's finally gone. And it's like, oh, now we live in just Pat Mahomes. It's just going to be Max Verstappen defeated. Decade of Antonelli. Yeah. Here we go. Yet another prodigy comes through. But that, I do believe, brings us to the end. It's been an absolute fun, well, a blast, that's cool. Let's call it a blast. It's been a blast. I've enjoyed myself. Have you, Matt, enjoyed yourself? We live in a world where a clear LeBron James as Cleveland Cavaliers are highly relevant, and it is strange. LeBron James. This has been F2 for you. Thank you guys for listening. Yate!
Jashan is an unprofessional worker. Yeah, yeah. Have that for a clip. Brilliant. 